Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Love that too. I'm pronating. When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. All right, golf fans, welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams, and it is time for a two-man scramble like we do every Tuesday morning. I'm Jeff Hartman, and joining me today is a pretty interesting character, Mark Wiss, or Trick Shot Terry, as you see on your screen if you're watching live. What's up, Mark? How's it going? What's up? How you doing, Jeff? All is well here in Dubai, nice and sunny. Um, temperatures are a little bit cold but for Dubai, but yeah, we're doing okay. Good golf weather, can't complain. Yeah, there's snow on the ground where I live, Terry. So I don't know if uh, that's really something to talk about, but still, <laughs> just... oh, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now, there's a reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. I, I like the stories that are not told nationally. I like the the little small stories. I like having people that have large families like I do on the podcast. And you are someone that I've followed on Instagram for a while. And I want to hear your story, though, you, before we get into the golf stuff used to be a rugby player, am I right? So tell me what got you from rugby to golf. So it's quite straightforward, actually. When you play rugby, even at the kind of, you know, moderate level that I did, nothing serious, really, um, you tend to start drinking after the game, um, somewhere around 2 p.m., 3 p.m., and you drink until you can drink no no more. So what what <laughs> tends to happen is that your your Sunday um, becomes um, you know you're just a vegetable sitting on the couch, right? And after a while, this gets a bit tiresome. So uh, two or three of us uh, that played rugby together, essentially, we we had hit balls as kids, you know, with our dads once in a while. But we basically got into golf it allowed us to get out of the house on a Sunday and even though you know it was pretty this I was living in London at the time um, it, even though it was pretty uh, you know nasty weather most of the time it, you felt better for it right you go for a walk for four hours and you, you play a bit of golf that's basically when the bug started um, which was about 2015 um, and yeah so the bug started then However, I, I didn't own my first clubs until 2015. And, you know, rugby was my sport and golf was something on the side. Then fast forward um, to 2019 and, you know, the body's creaking a bit. And I, I find myself living in Dubai, which is a bit of a golfing uh, paradise, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's time to pack up rugby and that leaves quite a void. Nothing kind of really feels like it can fill that void. So I decided that I just fancied being a scratch golfer. I just I like the sound of it. 
uh, it suited my sporting ego. Um, yeah, I thought that's a, that's a good long project. Uh, I didn't know how long it would take. I knew it was certainly going to be in the years and not months, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, that that was the start of it. And that uh, one day I was at Emirates Golf Club, just practicing as I do. And that I, I, the penny dropped. That's what I was going to do. That's awesome. And so now, before we get into the golf talk specifically, I do have to ask you about fitness. You're a fit guy. Anyone that follows you on Instagram knows that obviously you're, you are a rugby player. You, rugby players are typically in great shape. What does your regimen look like now when you're talking about golf? Because a lot of times it requires different types of fitness. It requires different types of exercise, workout plans, and regimens. What's that look for like for you now? Well, well, I have had golf coaches say to me um, that the kind of fitness that I do, um, which, which essentially is the same as I did as a rugby player, is detrimental to the golf swing, right? Lim limiting right. mobility, things like this. So I have had it frowned upon. I mean, now, now I do a sort of, you know, uh, I, I do a sort of four-day week in the gym um, just as, you know, just to stay sane and stay in shape and, and you know, as, as a lot of us do. And um, so four days in the gym, yeah, that, that, that's what I do. And it, um, has, has it hindered your game, though? Because it has never hindered my game when I lift heavy weights and stuff, and people would always say, like, oh, it's going to – but have you, have you followed – have you seen that the coaches were right, or do you think that that's a bunch of uh, BS? It's a good question. Uh, I, I really have always played golf whilst being a gym goer. So I, I don't really know. Uh, I can't say that going to the gym has been a new thing. I've always been similar weight and strength to what I am now, although I'm probably a bit stronger now than when I took up golf. So I, I, to be honest, I, I, you know, if I if you have for me if I have good thoracic mobility then I can rotate and I can turn enough in the golf swing to not really be hindered and being quite tall I'm I'm six six four one ninety four uh, I've I've always been I've not been one of these sort of stocky guys so I've always felt my flexibility has been okay so I the, the, you know there may be one or two people that see this that that, that I don't know may even see me swing and, and there's there's a guy in Dubai, actually, Russell Hill, uh, who, who will probably tell me that, actually, no, he looks at my swing and goes, no, nah, you, you're not moving right. Um, whether that's down to, 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 to having probably more muscle mass or not, I don't know. So the answer, I'm afraid, uh, the long answer or the short answer to that long waffle is that um, I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. That's an okay answer. Now let's talk about golf. So in 2019, like you said, you started this golf journey. You were a 12 handicap. And now in mm. 2022, you have, you achieved your goal of becoming a scratch golfer. Now, the first thing I want to ask you, and this may sound odd and maybe out of left field, but what did you learn about yourself in that process? Because that's, that's not easy. There's people that golf their whole lives and never get to scratch, even if they wanted to, and yet here you are in a three-year span going from a 12 double-digit handicap down to scratch. What did you learn about yourself? Anything? Uh, two things, uh, one positive, one negative. I, I, I learned that, that I, I have a, uh, a sport-related anger management problem. Um, anyone that, that, that has played golf with me obviously – on the bad days will, will be testament to that. Um, and I learned that I have a 
determination and a focus that trumps almost anybody that I play golf with. Um, and they are intertwined, right? Because, you know, people ask me why I snap clubs and, um, and it all comes back to um, having that goal and that focus that, that only a certain standard of shot was acceptable when I was practicing. Otherwise, I would never get to the scratch. Unfortunately, one, one disappointing thing was that I thought that when I achieved it, I would just become this like happy, sort of buoyant kind of character on the golf course, no matter what, because I'd achieved everything that I wanted to achieve. But, but that, no, once you instill that focus, that determination, that standard across your game, it, I can't shake it. How many clubs have you snapped? In total? Yeah. <laughs> I did actually. I did actually try and make a list of this, and I, I just gave up. I mean, how many? I, I would have to probably guess probably in the mid-20s maybe. That's so funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at right. you. I just, I mean, I thought I got frustrated on the golf course and, uh, I have never, I've never broken a club. Um, but Hey, uh, I mean, I, 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 the one positive thing I can say is that from, uh, uh I think, so I became scratch June 22. I think from July 22 to I think I was, I know that I was within weeks of making a full year without snapping anything. And I, I know this because I was playing in the UK where the ground, and this is my excuse, the ground in July on certainly on not so well maintained courses is rock hard. And I yeah. threw my putter on the floor and it snapped and, and, and I was weeks away from making the full year without snapping a club. So there's one bit of um, snapping trivia for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, and do you know what, what, what's amazing is I about, I did one about four hours ago. So I'm fresh off a club snap. There you go. So I'm picturing like, have you seen Tin Cup, the movie before with Kevin Costner? I'm assuming. I actually haven't. No, I know. Oh, but there's this, there's a scene where he is arguing with his caddy. His caddy thinks he should hit a three wood or a three iron and he wants to hit a driver over the trees. And so he just starts taking out the clubs and snapping them all over his knee. So that's one way of doing it. But hey, maybe you're oh, mellowing I, out. I, 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 the only thing I can say, I've never done multiple uh, clubs in, in one sort of burst. Um, and I have played with one of my friends back home um, who has actually taken a club to his bag, the side of his bag, and in anger, obviously. And as we then played the remainder of the hole and the next hole, he realized he'd gone through three of the clubs in the bag. So I, I do, I can lay claim to having seen somebody <laughs> with a worse temper than me, but that's only one man in the whole time I've ever played golf. Hey, more power to you. That's great. So let's, let's ask about, so you, that's obviously you looking intrinsically at yourself and what obstacles did you have to overcome? Now, the next question is, when you're talking about going from a double digit handicap to a scratch, what was the biggest obstacle in the game? So what was the area of your game that you're like, man, if I can just get this one area to get, mm. I can tighten it up. This is where I'm going to save the most shots. This is how I'm going to get down to scratch. What was that for you? Um, 
tricky to say i'd say and it's still the problem now probably the driver um i i was lucky or unlucky that i i blew my knee out to pieces in 20 uh 16-17 which was a year out of, of not being able to run not being able to do anything uh, and I, for that time I, I all i would do was chip balls so come 2018 my short game was was on the on the money um, yeah. So it definitely wasn't the short game. Um, I would get up and down from all sorts of spots, but yeah, just the drive. You know, just just the the driver has always been the problem. Um, yeah, I'd say it's the driver. Is, I, I even ditched the driver. I got down to one point seven, I think, in twenty twenty one with a Ping G four ten two iron solely, no driver. Um, yeah, so I've had uh, the drive, driver has been the issue. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Now, uh, my, my next question is: So you got to scratch. Now what? Are you now? Are you working up the other side of the scale? Are you a plus handicap now, or are you still scratch? No. Like, no, I, I'm currently one point three. Okay. Um, I, I I've spent where are we now? Uh, February. I had a good spell back end of last year, in 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 the noughts. Um, I, I never had a desire to, to be a plus one plus two. Um, I don't know why I just, uh, I didn't, yeah, it's never, it's never been a desire. I just, I can't, I can't tell you why it just never, I think because it took, I didn't even know what a plus golfer was for a long time. So it was right. never sort of there in the distance, you know, whereas everyone knows what a scratch golfer is. So, so that was always, uh, you know, you, you. I knew what that was, and and, and I, I liked the sound of that. I didn't know, I didn't know what a plus golfer was. Um, so no, yeah. Now it's one point three. I, I, to be honest, I, 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 I'm just trying to get a more aesthetically pleasing swing now, and I, I just, for me, I, I, I have a, I have a, in my head, if I shoot seventy six or better, I'm happy. If I shoot seventy seven to seventy nine, I'm okay. So that's just how I play. That's just okay. how I, I, I'm. I, I'm just trying to enjoy it now because the three years, you know, sounds rosy, doesn't it? You know, oh, nice little three three year journey. No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. I wouldn't recommend it. You know, and uh, really, I mean, yeah. yeah so now I'm just. I'm, my goal now is to play nice golf. Nothing doesn't have to be anything flash. Anything crazy good. Um, and just try and enjoy it. And I'm still. I haven't won that battle yet. You know, I, I still. Um, still play on the edge you know i don't know if you can ever lose that competitive edge like you talk about it you had it with rugby you were obviously a competitor your whole life i don't know if you ever completely lose that edge it might dull itself a little bit but i think you're always going to have that because you are a competitor and so unless you're going out yeah. there just for fun and playing in a scramble you're going to want to play well and you're going to want to score and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that but you're happy with your game now right though right now um it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I, I'm right now. I, I am trying to um, certainly build a driver swing that is that just uh, sounds stupid. Like like that that get there's positions I want to get into. They have enough. You know, like you can get really into it. There's, I don't have enough width at the top of the backswing. Um, I have a hip thrust. You know, and these are all things that I learned to gain, really. Um, but I just want to get rid of them. So, yeah. um, 
that's uh, yeah i don't i don't i don't like i don't like admitting to wanting to be aesthetically better as my number one priority but that really is the truth really i don't have any more performance goals which some people will be like well you know well why not you know that's why we play and and but like i was so fixated on those things for so long i just want to enjoy it now and you know yeah yeah I guess that's, that's my take on it so I have to ask you a couple questions uh, about. I was just going through your Instagram account, and you are a big Phil Mickelson fan. That's correct. Oh yeah. So yeah, you fill fill over Tiger for you. That is just. <laughs> I could talk about that all day. Uh, on on and off the course, yes, one hundred percent. I mean, I really, I I've got to admit, and this is going to be so unpopular with people. I I. I didn't even watch golf when Tiger Woods was in his heyday. I have, because I'm a bit of a sports historian, I have gone back and I've watched, you know, 97 Masters through to um, most of the stuff in the early 2000s. And I understand, you know, it took me a while to understand how dominant he yeah. really was because, you know, I started watching majors probably in 20, maybe 2015, 16. Danny Willett winning the Masters was kind of one of the first that's one of my first and, and you know i didn't realize that that that, that tiger was winning majors by uh, what double digits or sitting yeah. around there you know so so um so i've done my homework and, and i i understand and for me the whole tiger jack thing for me i i I'm, you know it's tiger all day for me the way the game's developed and more depth and so and so but but phil or tiger i mean phil is just you know, I'm a I'm a devout sports fan, mostly across boxing and UFC, and and always have been. And Phil is a top three sportsman in any sport for me, because to be a great sportsman, you have to be at the top of your game or have been at the top of your game, and that's about sixty percent of what makes a great sportsman to me. The other forty percent is what kind of bloke are you? And um, and I've I've. I went to live in Jeddah twice, primarily just because I knew that there'd be no one there and I could probably, don't know, say a few words to Phil. And, and it was just way beyond my expectations. Um, you know, Phil, Phil talked to us, like, because there was no one there. Yeah. You know, um, that guy, I couldn't, can't speak highly enough of that guy. Uh, absolute legend on and off. And, and at the end of the day, Feel the thrill, you know that that name is apt. That's how he plays golf. You know he's a no, gunslinger, and I'm all, yeah. I'm all for that. You know, so feel all day. The the game. I will say this. You know, uh, we don't we need to get into the whole PGA Live stuff. The game of golf misses Phil Mickelson. The PGA Tour misses Phil Mickelson because, like you said, he is a great ambassador for the game, and I know that he's tarnished his name with a lot of people. Not me necessarily. Definitely not you. But I will say this: I think that the PGA Tour sorely misses Phil Mickelson being there on a regular basis, and so uh, I'm hoping that eventually they can find some middle ground and get him back there on some of the PGA events that we love to see him and outside of the majors. But we shall see. So I want to finish this up. I don't know if you've listened to any of my other podcasts. I sent you some links, but the two man scrambles. Yeah. I always do a rapid fire spin at the end where I ask you some mm -hmm. random questions. You answer them as quickly as you want, or if you want to take your time, that's fine too. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. So if you had the opportunity, that's always the first question I ask. You can ride or you can walk. How are you golfing? What country am I in? Let's say you're in Dubai. Well, your your country area right now. Uh, riding. 
riding. Why? Why is there a difference? The course, some of the courses here aren't really meant for walking the way they're laid out. Okay. Uh, and, and and there's probably only two months of the year where it's actually cool enough to walk. What about in the UK? If you were back in the UK, I'll walk. You'll walk. Okay, fair enough. What about music on the golf course? Do you like it or no? Oh, good question. This I'm still undecided. Music on the golf course. I'm going to say no. Really? All right. Hey, it's teach around. Primarily because I'm a music snob, and unless I'm controlling the music, I will consider it shit. So if <laughs> I am, if I can make the playlist, I'm down with it. But invariably, I can't. I've played with a lot of guys here who just put on, you know, Justin Bieber on repeat, and so therefore I'll side with no. So let's say you do have the, the the playlist. You are the one choosing the music. What's on your playlist? Oh, uh, it's going to be uh, mostly sort of probably early 90s um, English kind of Stone Roses, The Smiths, probably some early Oasis Blur, a lot, bit of Britpop. And then I tip into American rock, basically, Rage okay. Against the Machine, Soundgarden, mm. Smashing Pumpkins, Corn, Tool. That's awesome. Okay, let's go to the next question. What do you think the worst rule in the game of golf? Worst rule in golf? Um, quite easily, I think that is the uh, no relief from a divot. Yeah, in a fair way. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, now, what's you mentioned ping. What's in the bag? Are you still sporting ping clubs or are you, you've transitioned to other brands? Uh, I, I got, um, I made a video on this. I got uh, suckered into buying a Stealth 2 by what I believe to be a GC quad that must have had some altitude ta tampering with on the settings. <laughs> um, I'm not saying, so I'm, I'm out and out ping. I'm at, I love ping. I think I just love everything about ping and I play blueprint irons and I, <coughs> I've got, a, I've got a G425 crossover and I've got a G410 hybrid and I now have a dirty tailor-made stealth two um, because the numbers were so good. And I, I just had to make the switch from the G425 However, after a bit more research and stuff, after I bought it, I came, came to realize that the, the very numbers that I bought the Stealth 2 on are somewhat cooked and therefore false. Um, so ping almost throughout. I've got Scotty Cameron putter, although it's a bit bent. And I, yeah, Stealth 2 driver. <laughs> Fair enough. What's your favorite golf ball to play? Uh, Pro V1X. That's all right. Now let's say you have to, you're standing, you have a hole that is for a match. doesn't matter if it's a tournament or not. You need either need to bust a huge drive down the fairway. You have to make a, a, a decent length putt. Which are you more confident in the big drive or the big putt? The drive. All right. If you had a short play, so we're talking about the short game now, you have the a pitch shot, which can be both a bump and run or a flop shot, which is your preferred which is your preferred method of getting the ball close to the hole. 
hard question without seeing what's in front of me. Exactly. Um, but if you're asking me, asking me to play like a stock flop shot or a stock bump and run, I'll take the flop shot. Okay. If you have a if you have a miss, is it a slice or a hook? If I'm speaking of the lot, yeah, it, it's a hook. Yeah, it's a hook. Okay. Do you think this is very appropriate considering what happened this past weekend with Tiger Woods withdrawing from the Genesis Invitational? Do you think Tiger Woods will ever win again on tour? It doesn't have to be a major, just win again. Hmm. A major, definitely not. Anything on tour? No. Okay. What would you say is your biggest pet peeve in the game of golf? Ooh. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a boring one, but it, it is 100%. Well, and this is tour and amateur. Sure. It, it's just slow play. Got it. Uh, actually, what I'm, would you... I'm going to be I'm going to be more specific, actually, because that's a bit of a sure. vanilla answer. I am going to say, and, and, and loads of people are just not going to go for this at all. If I had it my way, the pin would be glued in the hole, taking the pin out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'll say that I'll say that only for amateurs, right? I'll say that only for amateurs. If the pros feel like they need to take the pin out, fine. But for the amateurs, I mean, I've effectively that is what causes a lot of slow play. When I, in my whole journey, <clears throat> I, honest to God, never took the pin out once. If someone left it out, sure, I just put. But taking the pin out. Uh-uh. I mean, like, I, I, I felt like saying to people when I've been in a bad mood, playing bad on a slow round, excuse me, mate, I never took the pin out once in three years and I still got to scratch. So you playing off 22, just leave it in, pal. But obviously, <laughs> you know, we're, that's not that's not the spirit of the game, is it? So I, I have refrained from doing so. I get it. I get it. No, and there's a lot of now, there's a lot of people putting this information out there saying how valuable it is to take the pin out and they're using like a stint meter and they're just firing golf balls at the pin. Really? Well, of course they're well, going to ricochet off. It. Bryson said a few years ago that, that he calculated it was to leave it in. Yeah. It, it's counterintuitive. Like literally you're getting, you're getting topics, you're getting data from both sides. It's, it's a personal preference, but I agree with you now. Think back to when you were a 12 or think back to anyone that now that you're a scratch golfer, you said you were a 1.3, still a really good golfer. If someone was coming to you and said, Hey, I'm just, I'm just starting. What's the best advice that you give to a beginner golfer? Uh, you, you must at any cost get lessons from the best person available. Okay. I would just add a side note to that and I would say and I've said this to a few people because if you don't instill the right habits early you will forever be working way harder later on to get them right because I have that now yeah. I still move my head I still move my head away from the ball as I'm coming into impact. So I have a, you know, if I'm not concentrating, it's going to come off the toe. So yeah. that I would say lessons. All right. And last question for you. If you have a favorite team format in golf, what is it? Ooh. Um, I think it, it's a bit of a plain one, but it would just be, you know, we play here a lot of just buggy v buggy, um, better ball match play. 
Okay. Hey, that's fun. Everyone has their own format that they like the best. And I do appreciate you taking the time of joining the podcast. I want to give you an opportunity to plug social media handles, obviously your Instagram account uh, or anything else. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to just see some semi comedic, semi informative, lighthearted videos, the occasional bomb and, and, you know, some praise for, Mr. Philip Mickelson, then, uh, yeah, I am at shanks to scratch. That's awesome. And that's how I found Thanks it. So I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Um, make sure that you check him out. Make sure you check me out this Thursday on another fairways and dreams podcast. In the meantime, thanks again for your time. It's been awesome. You're welcome. Cheers for that. Mm-hmm.